This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, they are clearly trying to muzzle the president of the United States, the former president, President Trump. Here he is. He was the 45th president. He is now the leading opponent to President Joe Biden. He obviously is leading handily in the GOP field hopes to be back in the White House, is running for president. The first debate is August 23rd, just a few weeks away. And the DOJ, a.k.a. Jack Smith, a.k.a. Biden's Justice Department, is trying to prevent him from talking. This, to me, is downright un-American. It is outrageous. President Trump puts out a tweet over the weekend If you come for me, I'm going to come for you. Uh, What is he not supposed to respond? Yes, some of the comments are a little over the top, but come on. He is Donald Trump. This is classic Donald Trump. And if you were getting indicted every which way but loose, wouldn't you want to speak out? So what is he not supposed to go to rallies and make a comment about the cases against him? Not supposed to answer those questions in the media? And this comes also, by the way, After the judge who was overhearing the case, this is the one, of course, with all the Obama connections. And this is the one who's been very downright tough on anybody tied to January 6th. Well, she said, you know, the president could be held if he violates a freedom of speech, basically, decision. And I say it freedom of speech because he's allowed to speak. How could you not defend yourself? It is fundamental to the Constitution. And she's basically saying, well, you know, there may need be some sort of order where he can't do anything to influence the jury. There may be an order where he can't influence witnesses. Well, that's awfully broad because, again, he is running as the major candidate on the GOP side for president of the United States. So what is he not supposed to speak when he's at a rally? Is he not supposed to speak and say these charges are absolutely insane? I mean, this to me, again, seems going against everything that this country believes in. And if you look at the latest case, you know, I mean, it's all like conspiracy to this, conspiracy to this. The whole case is basically uh, a question of freedom of speech. That's his defense, that he's allowed to question elections, that he's allowed to go after issues. But they're essentially saying No, 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 no. He's not allowed to question elections, even though many of the Democrats have. He's not allowed to question the case against him. He's not allowed to question information about him. He can't go out there and speak at rallies. This is downright nuts. And so 
over the weekend, Jack Smith, who is the special counsel, came out with this protective order and said, well, there needs to be a muzzle basically on all the facts and all the details essentially against the president that he really shouldn't be speaking out in any shape or form. And that is downright crazy. And that just seems un-American. I use the phrase, he is allowed to go out there and speak. He should be able to say whatever he thinks, whatever information he wants to talk about the case. And we're going to have Rudy Giuliani coming up in just about a minute or two to get his take on all of this, because this to me just sounds downright nuts. But this is par for the course. First off, here is Alina Haba. This is one of the president's attorneys speaking over the weekend about this crazy protective order. Correct. Um, A protective order is something that we frankly have agreed to on certain other cases that we have with the president, and he's never violated them. We have two protective orders that we don't object to, which say that there will be protections for the witnesses and protections for the evidence that come out, especially when they're classified. We don't necessarily always object, but this one's different because this is Jack Smith trying to be a bit of a victim here and come out and say, oh, it's more him being afraid, if you look at it closely. Uh, the protective order is in terms of witness testimony mm-hmm. exhibits. Those aren't necessarily things we've ever disagreed to, and President Trump's never violated that, if you look historically. So I just want to be clear that 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 doesn't seem to be an issue for my client. What seems to be an issue is that Jack Smith isn't liking the discomfort of the attention from what he brought. So where is this all headed? What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to one of President Trump's longtime friends and also President Trump's attorney, someone who's worked with him through the years, someone I know well, America's mayor, the greatest mayor ever of New York, my friend Rudy Giuliani. Rudy, this to me, I use the phrase un-American that, you know, it is so broad to say, well, if you go after uh, anybody that could be construed as witness tampering or influencing the jury, uh, you can make the case that he can't speak at a rally. You can make the case that he can't talk about Uh, whatever evidence they've uncovered or that they haven't uncovered against him. It's so broad. And I use the phrase that it just seems like this goes against all the grain of what we stand for in the Constitution. Your reaction, Rudy, to what the special counsel is trying to do tonight to President Trump? The special counsel may, in fact, be one of the worst uh, lawyers I've ever seen. In terms of damage to the, I don't know how much of the Constitution is left, frankly, Rita. The reality is, if you can't speak before you go to trial, you can't prepare your defense. Uh, It's one thing, uh, witness tampering, you know, I know a lot about it because I did the mafia cases. I probably had it in every case that I tried in terms of the mafia. Witness tampering is, you better say what I'm going to say, we're going to break your legs. Witness tampering is not talking to a witness trying to persuade him to tell the truth if you're innocent of course he'd want that right you're an innocent person you're falsely charged someone's not telling the truth about you what uh, how is it witness tampering to try and talk to them to see if you can get them to 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 uh, uh, to feel uh, uh, pangs of conscience and tell the truth you know, in the other area, Rudy, too, is also influencing the jury. I mean, you've got a guy who's out on the campaign trail. You could contend that anything he says could influence who's the jury. We don't know at this well, what point. What the hell has Jack Smith been doing for five months? 
I mean, that office leaks like a sieve. And that not only is uh, for, that's completely illegal, what Smith does. I mean, the, the office is a complete unethical piece of crap. He is. I mean, he's been he's been cited so often. It's ridiculous. I mean, they, 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 the, the, the attorney general picked a guy with one of the worst unethical records in the Justice Department to handle this case. What does that tell you? This is a guy who's framed other people in the past, political people who had no chance to run for office and got vindicated when it was too late, like McDonald. You go pick a guy like that to try the former president of the United States, it tells me you're just as corrupt as he is, and the attorney general is. All the attorney general is worried about is how much his son-in-law is making teaching children to change their agenda. And the press never reports that his son-in-law is in a multi-million dollar business doing that. I mean, these guys are in there for the money big time. And some of them are in there for China and selling out America. And Trump stands in the way of all that. And he's the only one really that they are afraid of. The rest of the Republicans, they look at and they say, oh, well, you know, Pence was against Ukraine before he was for it. And Trump is the only one that shakes him up. And you can tell that uh, he clearly is shaking them and shaking and baking them. I mean, uh, they clearly they have Trumpitis. It seems like at every turn. I mean, now we have dozens upon dozens of counts. And to actually consider this now, let me ask you, Rudy, you talked about the special counsel. This judge in this case, too, also has a history of being really tough on January 6th defendants. Uh, ties to Obama. How do you think this judge is going to rule? Do you have any faith that this judge is not going to agree to put a muzzle on President Trump? Well, I don't know what she's going to do about that. That'd be awfully transparent if she puts a muzzle on him in a presidential campaign, although she has been outrageous. She comes from one of the most Democratic law firms in Washington, uh, one that's been involved in all kinds of unethical behavior. And then worse than that, it happens to be Hunter Biden's law firm. And it also happens to be the law firm that represented Burisma. Now, that's ridiculous that that judge is going to sit on this case. He's involved. A firm was involved in, in representing the very crooked company that's at the heart of the major $10 million bribery scheme. How can she, how can she be a fair judge for Donald Trump? Or how, and I mean, if God forbid he gets convicted, you think any Republicans are going to believe he got a fair trial in front of a judge whose law firm represented Burisma? Yeah, I mean, it is amazing. It is amazing. Not get a, she, she's incapable of giving a fair trial. She's so prejudiced and biased. And then, you know, the law also concerns appearance of impropriety. Well, in terms of appearance of impropriety, she's a joke. She's an absolute joke. She comes into it. She comes into it not only with a record of having sentenced January 6th people to more time than the prosecutors asked for. I never remember a judge ever doing that, Rita. I never remember a judge ever sentencing anyone to more than I asked for. Plus, he was a member of the law firm that Hunter Biden was a member of and that Hunter used to the corrupt company Burisma. They, they were Burisma's counsel while Burisma was trying to con the government. Now, there's no way she should be allowed to 
handle this case. And if anybody had any sense of fairness or any sense that you want to unite this country, you take this case out of Washington, you put it in a neutral venue. A prosecutor that is worth anything, according to Justice Jackson, doesn't seek convictions. He seeks justice. Is there anybody in the world that thinks that Jack Smith and Garland are seeking justice? If they do, you and I can make a lot of money selling the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> That's true. By the way, where do you think that this judge will allow a change of venue? I know the Trump team has been asking for no. like West Virginia. I'm not confident she's going to do it. Do you? No. No, 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 no. She's not going to do it. No way. And it's also important that I think there's a better chance that she'll get recused. Uh, because I also think, not that I should be giving free legal advice, but I also think they should they should consider an, a declaratory judgment action against the Biden administration and have have all of the cases declared a violation of his due process rights as part of the singular conspiracy that dates back to uh, the the um, the entire manufactured and paid for Russian collusion. It's so obvious that that's what's going on. And you shouldn't just sit by and watch injustice get done. You should become creative and do something about it. Because he got before a fair judge. He or she could take a look at the whole story and say, let's cut this out once and for all. Let's have a massive cancer operation and cut out the cancer. There's no question they're trying to frame it. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Do you believe it has to go up to the Supreme Court to get that kind of an answer, Rudy? Eventually, but you got to start with a declaratory judgment action in a federal court and have these people declared as uh, deliberately violating his his civil rights. And they are. They, They are deliberately. They are making it practically impossible for him to run for president. And the, and each one of the cases, there's a novel theory that, in, in my view, doesn't state a crime. None of them do. But even if they do, they state crimes that are so minor and so insignificant that much more damage is being done to the country by not allowing the election to go ahead fairly than vindicating these cases. I mean, the reason you prosecute is to vindicate justice. These cases are doing an injustice. No serious damage was done by any of these. The, uh, the, the, the non-disclosure agreements, the women agreed to it, right, and took the money, but wanted more. Uh, in, the, in the case involving the election, the election went through and Biden got in. Uh, in... <laughs> Well, well, but you know what? By the way, you bring you bring up you bring up a great point because the civil rights uh, issue, especially on the January sixth, you say, well, who's civil rights? You know, there's yeah, um, in Atlanta, in Atlanta, Kemp and uh, Rassenberg got away with stealing the election. Don't think they didn't. Well, and by the way, you bring up by the way you bring up Georgia. Georgia may be coming soon, Rudy. We just have about thirty seconds left. Real, real quick. Where do you see this going? I think if Georgia indicts, you got a perfect circus and a perfect, I think Georgia would play right into bringing that declaratory judgment action. This is a circus. And I think he'll, he'll win by even more if Georgia brings the case, because that, that is a completely frivolous case. 
And if he can relitigate Georgia, he won Georgia. The proof is there. They just suppressed it. You can't imagine what they did. Even they even knew about burning ballots and ignored it. Well, that's why, by the way, uh, you know, a lot of people have said, be careful what you wish for, because uh, in these kind of cases, he'll have a defense. He'll be able to at least present all sides and then the American public will be able to see everything, all the different details. Rudy, we have a heartbreak here, but I just want to say thank you. We love you, Rudy. Thank you. you. Thanks so much. Rudy Giuliani and his great perspective saying go for a declaratory judgment Say this is all basically a violation of President Trump's civil rights. Where do you see this headed? It is amazing that they are trying to basically silence the president, the former one of the United States. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll take your calls when we come back. The Rita Cosby Show. 77 WABC. The Rita Cosby Show. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, I guess everybody in America is allowed to defend themselves, except for President Trump. That seems to be the new rules of the game. This is amazing that the special counsel, Jack Smith, is trying to restrict President Trump and his ability to talk about evidence in the case and what he thinks of the case. Uh, This is really an extraordinary move. And President Trump's team had until 5 o'clock Eastern today. Uh, So just a few hours ago, uh, they had to respond. Usually you get a whole bunch of time to respond to these kind of motions. The judge, who, as you just heard from Rudy Giuliani, uh, seems to have a bit of a bias already built in, which is probably why the special counsel loves her. Well, this particular judge basically said, "Okay, uh, Trump team, you have until five o'clock Eastern today to respond to this extraordinary request for a protective order coming from Jack Smith. So we'll see what this judge does. Tanya Chukin, who, again, worked for the firm that was representing representing Burisma. You can't make it up. I mean, automatically you'd be like a wrong judge. Right. So hopefully the judge does get recused. But this seems, again, to me, un-American. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Eddie, line one. Eddie, your thoughts? My thoughts, America. So if you meet Rita Cosby, my third Danish-Polish cousin, uh, to meet her is to love her. Thank you, Um, Ed. Thank you. And what about Trump? What about loving free speech? What do you think about free speech, Ed? (laughs) First Amendment? Are you kidding me? Well, okay, Stan and the other guy, don't yell at Rita, please. Talk. Because when you're yelling, I'm all about being passionate. But you know what? Let's talk about this. Everything that Donald Trump just called in for, we should have a rally in support. I heard you have a rally every time he gets dragged in. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a very powerful story coming from High Point, North Carolina. I used to work in Charlotte, so I know that area well. And here, High Point Police Chief Travis Stroud isn't always out on the streets anymore after three decades in law enforcement, again, being the chief of police there. But just recently, his instincts kicked into full gear when he saw a man in distress. He was driving to National Night Out festivities when he saw a man on a bridge, and then he did a double take. The bridge is right over very active train tracks, and when the chief saw a man clinging over the side, he knew he had to step in. As I came up the street, I saw him step over, and I started thinking, this is probably not good, the chief said. So he approached the man from the side of the bridge slowly. I asked him what was going on, and then he called also for backup. Officer Andrew Ridge arrived first and then another one soon afterwards. And he said, I remember looking over and seeing the officers. And when they showed up, my confidence went up. He said, I was pretty confident at one point he was going to fall. So that's when the officers together in a coordinated fashion made their move. We were able to get close enough. We got him to look at another officer standing on the street nearby in a nonverbal fashion. We made our move, and we were able to grab hold of him immediately. And boy, that was a big sigh of relief. The man was then taken to a local hospital for further treatment, and Chief Stroud even went with him. He says for him, it is just part of the job. He said at the end of the day, it felt good that it all worked out and that the man was taken to safety and taken to the hospital for treatment. And bravo to the great officers, including the chief of police in High Point, North Carolina, who continues to do great work on the streets, uh, even when he was en route uh, to a night out, which was a night out sort of basically helping law enforcement and communities sort of work together. So Bravo to the great officers there and, of course, all our men and women in blue. Well, we're talking about President Trump now with the special counsel's office requesting to this judge who clearly has had a bias and clearly has not liked anybody tied to January 6th. This is the judge in D.C. that is overlooking the election interference slash January 6th case for the special counsel investigating President Trump. As we know, the new charges came down last week against President Trump in this case. So this is the latest one. And already when he put out a tweet over the weekend, which is a typical sort of Trump tweet in social media, you know, if you come after me, I'm coming after you. Sort of a generic, you know, typical Trump tweet, if you will. Well, now, even before that, the special counsel's office said that they're going after him. 
They said that they believe there should be a protective order that would basically muzzle him, that would basically silence him so he can't even say anything about the case, that he can't even talk about specific evidence in the case. To me, this seems awfully blatant that they are just essentially trying to just put the president either behind bars while the traces even cases even going on saying, hey, you're violating that or just trying to silence him so he can't really campaign. This, to me, seems un-American in so many different ways. How can you do this? Well, here is President Trump just putting out a statement a little bit ago, and he says there is no way I can get a fair trial with the judge assigned to the ridiculous freedom of speech fair elections case. Everybody knows this, and so does she. She will immediately be asking for, we will immediately rather be asking for a recusal of this judge on a very powerful grounds and likewise for a change of venue out of D.C. Now, there's word they're going to try to get it in West Virginia. I don't think the change of venue may happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does get a new judge. There seems to be so many blatant conflicts of interest And I wouldn't be surprised if this judge rules in favor of the special counsels and basically says, yeah, uh, Trump has to keep silent. That There's no way. He is the leading candidate on the GOP side. He is killing DeSantis leaps and bounds. The latest poll, it's a real real clear politics average of polls, has Trump at 53 point, I think it's 7 percent. And then you got DeSantis, the next guy, closest one at 17 percent. You know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, tough stuff versus tiddlywinks. I mean, he is really killing everybody in the GOP race, and he's clearly the leading candidate against the current president. And yet they're trying to silence him. It's like, it's not, okay, let's throw another case at him. Let's throw another case. And now if that doesn't work, let's try to silence him too. Uh, What is he going to do? He's on the campaign trail. He's doing rallies. That's what you're supposed to do when you're running for president. How dare they even consider this? But the scary thing is not only are they considering it, but I wouldn't be surprised if this drudge tries to institute it. You just heard from Rudy Giuliani, who just joined us live on the show. And Rudy believes that they should file for a declarative judgment, basically saying that this is all stemming from this false Russia collusion, that they've been out to get Trump from day one. And this is just an extension of this, which is actually a fair point because you certainly could make the case. I mean, how can you say a president of the United States shouldn't talk about a case against him, multiple cases against him, and probably more, probably with Georgia coming? This is nuts. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here is former Congressman Jason Chaffetz saying what he believes the objective is all about. It's a First Amendment case, and they're going to try to gag the president of the United States, a candidate for the presidency of the United States, from being able to talk about his own defense and his own case. Don't tell me that the Department of Justice has been mum. They've been out there. Every member of Congress, everybody in the administration, Joe Biden, everybody's been out there talking about Donald Trump and how wrong he is. The guy gets to defend himself, and I would be shocked if they try to put a gag order on Donald Trump and his legal team, but it wouldn't surprise me. But boy, would that be fundamentally wrong in the United States of America? And here is Trump's attorney, John Lauro, talking about 
what he also thinks this is really all about. This is the problem with bringing a political prosecution in a political season. President Trump was responding in a political way to some of his um, political opponents. And the, uh, the Biden administration wants the judge to, to put in place an order that will prevent the press from obtaining exculpatory and material information that might be relevant to these proceedings, even though Mr. Trump, President Trump, has argued from the very beginning, as I have, that this is an attack, this indictment is an attack on his First Amendment rights. Now what the Biden administration wants to do is deny all Americans the opportunity to learn nonsensitive information about what the case involves in a political season. We have to remember that President Biden, back in April 2022, which he repeated in November 2022, was that he was going to take President Trump out of the election, even though President Trump is his most significant opponent. Now we see the Biden Justice Department acting on the Biden plan. So President Trump, in the middle of a political season, is certainly entitled to respond politically. But make no mistake about it, this is an effort to prevent President Trump from running for president. This is an effort to just shut him down so he won't run. Because every time they do an indictment against him, he goes up in the polls. He even said, hey, another indictment, I'll win the uh, White House. I mean, Every time he skyrockets, and that's not good enough. So now let's try to silence him. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Stan, line five. Stan, your thoughts. Hey, how are you? Good. How you doing, Stan? How was oh, your weekend? Okay. Not bad. How was yours? I, were you swinging on a star or something? What were you doing? Yes, of course. I'm on several stars. Okay, Thank you. And the solar uh, system good. all together. All right. <laughs> as we always say, let's get to it. Uh, you know, there's nothing, you know, gag order, like the gentleman just mentioned, gag orders have been done for a long time. This, I mean, you know, uh, I'm only thinking that a gag order on the case is legitimate. If he wants to talk about the country, the economy, how things go, oil and so forth. That's fine. He can butcher all he wants, which is what he does anyway. He's got a big mouth. Let him talk about everything but the case. And in most instances, there are gag orders on the case. He isn't anybody better or he isn't anybody worse. But gag orders, which that are, are legitimate. And if they decide to do that, and this judge ain't going to take no crap from him if he pushes her, She's going to fight back. But if it, on the case itself, I think it's legitimate. But he, she hasn't done that yet. But if he keeps opening his mouth, she'll do it. And I see on that part, I see nothing wrong. Everything else he can talk about. He can talk about Biden. He can talk about his son. He can talk about the economy, the world. He can talk about anything. But the case, no. And by the way, there will be one more indictment. You know it. It's Georgia. There, it's probably going to be Georgia. All right, Absolutely. So, and hopefully so. Yeah, because but, you've always, you, I know, you've always liked the Georgia case. Well, but no, it, this one, too. This is obviously the one. You like them all, Stan. No, no. You the know. first two, be honest with you, the first two, I didn't say. But this case in Washington and Georgia are the cases. If anything's going to put him in jail, if any, these are the cases. All right. So let, let me get to the, the point that, ahead, sure. all right, you talked about the whole gag order. This is a very different circumstance. He is running for president of the United States. He's the leading candidate. So what? So, uh, so what? 
So what? That's why you cannot have some sort of overreaching protective order or a right. gag order on a case. It, that's why you don't bring these cases close to an election time. Oh, the, really? the, yeah, the, it's a it's a fact stand. You're not supposed to typically do it. And yet they have clearly overreached. They're sending so many cases and all these cases. I mean, it's like, how could he not talk about it? Everybody's talking about it in the country. And it's part of his campaign that they're out to get him, which is what many Americans, quite a huge portion of Americans believe, Stan. So, you know, for him to not be able to get up there on a campaign rally and say they're out to get me, they're out to do this. That is completely unfair. And it's different because when you are the leading candidate for president on the GOP side and you've got Clearly a very politicized DOJ on the other side throwing darts. He's just what supposed to not say anything and just take it that 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 is absolutely not correct. And that's why DOJ, even a Biden DOJ, even though they're violating their own policies, every DOJ knows you shouldn't bring a case really close to election time. And guess what? The first debate is a few weeks away, Stan. Rita, may I talk? It's crazy. Go ahead, but it, but it, this is this is not. No, no, this no, is Rita, why you Rita, don't Rita. go after an opponent, a political oh, Rita, opponent. Rita, before he was opponent, all of these things happened. Okay, and these are legitimate. They waited. So, wait why, why did they you wait? Talk. Hey, Stan, okay, let me, let me ask okay. you a simple question, Stan, because you seem to love January six. Okay, I mean, like, dislike it, but you love going after Trump on it every which way but loose. They had every opportunity. What a surprise. Gosh, it's like the election season's just about to start. Oh, gosh, he is running again. Oh, gosh, he's the leading candidate. Oh, maybe we should file charges. They yeah. had all this time to file charges, and they didn't stand. They had a they had a, a more reasonable window. I contend the cases as bumpkiss, but just let's even talk about the timing. They had all the time to do it, and they do it right smack. Look at it. What a surprise right before the first GOP debate. That that looks so politicized, Stan. Come on. Can I talk? You okay? may. You Thank may. You, you're the boss, so I yield to the queen. Thank you. you must, <laughs> by the way, by the way, you're married, so that means you have a very good relationship. Wait a that's I'm what not you... married. Who said I'm married? Oh, I assumed you Wait were, Stan. Oh, I just got a heart Stan. attack. Wait, Wait Stan. I'll, I'll, have to tell, I'll have to tell all our female callers you're Are available. Are you proposing, Rita? <laughs> I'm ready, baby. Are you proposing? Uh, Stan, we would argue too much the first day. We'd be screaming. Yeah, we would. But go ahead. <laughs> wait a minute, my heart just moved a little. Okay, wait a minute. All right, here, here's the thing. Rita, uh, before the, these situations were long before the campaigns, long before this. All he, you know, I'm thinking that they may postpone the first two and go directly to the uh, case in Washington and the Georgia situation. The, look, he did all of these things, or potentially all these things, and then he decides to run for president. Fine. But, hey. These things are important and they have to be done. Whether you're running for president or not, you're not above the law or below it. But as far as I'm concerned, they're legitimate. The first case, as I mentioned, I'm not thrilled with the woman in that thing. But this case has more legitimacy as well as Georgia. And they got to go through with it. And if he, all he has to do is keep his mouth shut. And he mean, you said people he gets more, more support from. He gets more support from his own Republicans. And Democrats don't go into him. Uh, that's not true, actually, oh, Stan. Stan. That's absolutely. actually not true. I know some Democrats who voted for Biden that are really disgusted because they're like, this pylon is over the top. 
And I think they had ample time. I don't agree with the charges, but if they were going to file it, you don't do it right before the first debate. Smack in the election season. The trial's going to be right in the middle of all these major primaries. It looks so obvious and it looks so politicized. Uh, but Stan, I love you. And now I'll tell all the women out there that you're available. I'm sure they're going to be chomping at the bit Rita, on that one. Rita, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Rita's ringers. What happened to Rita's ringers? Oh, no we got to get it back because we love it. That's true. Oh, we yeah, got to get it back. Get everybody on. Rita's ringers. It was wonderful, by Thank the way. Thank you. I'll spread the word, Stan. We love you. And I'll spread the word that you're single, too, Stan. <laughs> Hot ticket items. Thanks, Stan. We love you very much. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. He loves Rita's ringers ringers and he doesn't have a ring on his finger gals any takers it's the rita cosby show on 77 wabc this is the rita cosby show on the red apple podcast network This is the Rita Cosby Show. And ladies, you just heard that Stan is available. In case you're wondering out there. Also, by the way, uh, good luck. Because he seems to think that President Trump has no right to speak or defend himself, even though he is the leading candidate on the GOP side. By the way, Francis Suarez, uh, who is the mayor of Miami, uh, just put out also tonight a little bit ago that he has met the 40,000 donor threshold. You have to have 40,000 individual donors to qualify for the first GOP presidential debate. You still also have to do well in the polls or at least have a decent amount in the polls. He's reached that amount in one poll. It's a 1%. It's a pretty low threshold, obviously. Uh, But remember, there's a lot of people in the field. Um, So he still needs to have other basically uh, polls come out. So it doesn't sound like he for sure is in the debate yet, but he is certainly one step closer. And we'll see where it goes. Uh, a number of candidates are already in the debate. President Trump could be in the debate if he wants to be in the debate. I don't know if he's going to do it. I mean, he was telling me and John Katsimatidis a while ago that he doesn't think um, he needs to do the debate if he is so far ahead. Uh, which he is right now in the polls compared to the number two, which is DeSantis. By the way, just to give you an idea who's qualified for that first debate, uh, which is August 23rd, Trump, DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie, and North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum. So those folks have qualified. Uh, on the fence is now uh, Francis Suarez, uh, Asa Hutchinson, and Mike Pence. Uh, Those three have partially qualified, but not fully qualified. So we'll see if it ends up being one big stage, if it ends up being, uh, you know, two stages, two nights. We'll see however many people qualify, probably one big stage, and we'll see how many actually make it. They still have a little bit of a chance. I think they have before 48 hours before uh, to see if they can qualify. So there still may be a few more added to that. But I don't think Trump's going to be in it. Uh, but he certainly is out there on the campaign trail, and he has a right to be out there speaking in his own defense. 
despite what Stan and others think. Uh, to me, it's un-American, especially if you are the candidate for the United States presidency. You have a right to go out there and defend yourself when the Democrats are hitting you every which way direction. When you're not supposed to talk about it, that is crazy. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Larry, line four. Larry, your thoughts. Oh, yeah. Hi, Rita. Um, you know, this John Lauro, uh, you know, he talks a lot about politics. I think he should start sticking to the Constitution and the law because Trump needs a constitutional scholar on this case behind the scenes. And I think it's I, I think I don't know what Dershowitz is doing with all his expertise. If he could be on the OJ case behind the scenes, he could be on this one. But I want to I want to explain why the judge cannot put a gag order on him in this case. Um, the reason is, is because he's a public figure. Um, you see, uh, they're, they're going to be talking about the case. The press is going to be talking about the case. Everybody's going to be talking about the case because he's a public figure. Now, if he can't talk about the case, the issue is about influencing jurors. So we have to assume that, that any potential jurors watch TV. They watch the news. They're only insulated when they're on the case. So if Trump is mum and silent, they're going to be look at that at the way he comports himself, his demeanor, and say, "Oh, he's not talking about the case." They're going to infer guilt from his demeanor if he can't come out and defend himself. Now, that's contrasted with a private citizen who is not in the press. If he comes out and starts talking about the case, then he's the one that's raising the issue. He's the one that's calling attention to himself. But this is not the case with Trump because he's a public figure. Now, we're talking about the presumption of innocence. If they gag him, they're infringing on the presumption of innocence. By the way, Larry, those are two superb points. You're right. They could infer guilt, and they're infringing on his presumption of innocence. Uh, And he's also in the middle of the campaign season. So, I mean, there are so many layers to this. Great points. We're going to continue your calls after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. Cause your perfume is smelling sweet. Since when I saw you down on the floor. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, later on in this hour, we are going to talk about the absolutely gut-wrenching comments that came today from Gold Star families who say that the Biden administration's dismal withdrawal from Afghanistan and the way that the Biden administration handled their families After the 13 U.S. service members were killed, remember, by that ISIS suicide bomber when they did that horrible, dismal withdrawal. Remember, the ISIS bomber uh, exploded by Abbey Gate just outside of the airport there in Kabul on August 26, 2021. I can't believe it has been uh, basically almost two years. And they say they have still not gotten answers. There has been no accountability And they have been disgusted at the way that they have been handled by this administration. 
uh, take a listen to one of the mothers. This is Cheryl Reck. She's the mom of Dylan Marola, who was killed. One of the service members killed. This is just so hard to hear. Take a listen. I laid Dylan to rest, witnessing thousands of people from across our country offering their condolences and support. And again, nothing was brought forth from anyone in our current administration. The anger I held inside on how our 13 kids were not being recognized nationally was becoming prominent. How could so many people pay their respects, but nothing at all from the President of the United States on something he had conducted? Nothing from the President of the United States. And by the way, it has been, as I mentioned, almost two years and no problems whatsoever in terms of no issues with demotions. Nobody's been transferred. I mean, this is no one's been held accountable. And the family members today did a forum in California with Daryl Issa because it's his district. It's right by Camp Pendleton, where most of them were based. And it is just gut-wrenching to hear the lack of feedback that they have gotten from this administration, the lack of answers, the mixed stories, the missed messages, and the fact that nobody has been demoted, nobody's been fired, nobody's been reprimanded, and basically they're all patting themselves on the back like it was a great job. We're going to be taking your calls later on in the hour about that because it is shocking and just I can't even imagine how these family members, I just, I, I was very emotional watching the testimony today and I watched it for quite some hours because it was just so powerful and so moving to hear from these parents who lost courageous service members and they kept saying, we hope that they did not die in vain and were disgusted with the way that this administration has handled itself and the lack of of self-awareness, saying that basically, what chaotic withdrawal? That's what John Kirby said. What chaotic withdrawal? Everything looked pretty good to me. Are you kidding me? They were clinging to the planes. Shame on them. And these families, more than anybody, certainly deserve answers, and they deserve the truth. We're going to be taking your calls on that. 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, by the way, also, uh, the migrant situation is exploding in New York City. As you know, we've got close to 100,000. And just a little bit ago, they announced that migrant housing will be built on Randall's Island soccer fields. That's starting today. They're laying the groundwork for large tent structures, which will serve as migrant housing on some of the soccer fields. So forget having soccer uh, this summer, Johnny and Susie. That ain't going to happen. On Randall's Island in New York City, they're going to be housing essentially 2,000 mostly adult males uh, for processing there, uh, or housing, I should say, because there really isn't any processing. And that is going to become a new location. They're also still looking at Central Park and everywhere else because New York City is busting at the seams. And I cannot imagine what Texas is dealing with through all of this. Also, Williamsburg, Brooklyn residents are really upset because McCarran Park there has now become a migrant shelter. Every place is becoming a migrant shelter. And the residents there, the legal migrants... That are living because Williamsburg, like almost every part of New York City, has so many different cultures and countries represented. 
And the legal residents are now really upset that basically this play center has now been repurposed into a 100 military style cot and uh, migrant facility. And they're saying, hey, wait, 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 what about us? We came to America legally. We did everything right. We took the tests. We did all the hard work. These people are coming here illegally and they're getting all this free stuff. This isn't what it's supposed to be to be an American. This isn't what you're supposed to do. You want to help people, but this just doesn't seem right. What about legal U.S. citizens? It is a fair question, and I'm surprised more and more people across this country are not saying that tonight. Also, as we're talking about President Trump, some new details also coming in on Hunter Biden's buddy. There is another buddy. We heard from Devin Archer last week. Uh, But now in the last few hours, we've gotten more details about a guy named Eric Schwerin. And he is a longtime business partner and friend of Hunter Biden's. Early on, they said that there were just a few visits potentially to the vice president's residence and the White House. The vice president's residence is a naval observatory right down the street from the White House. Now it turns out that they are getting details that apparently he visited at least 36 times in total between 2009 and 2016. So we heard originally that it was 18 or 19, even as little as nine. But now, according to an analysis that was just published by the media recently in the last few hours, 36 occasions this guy visited the White House between 2009 and 2016 when Biden was vice president. And remember, Biden kept saying, I've never met Hunter's business partners. I've never talked to my son about business. It is so unbelievable especially as you see all the visits from him, this Eric Schwerin, also all the visits from Devin Archer. I hope that they bring Eric Schwerin in. Now, he should be ordered to testify under oath. Let's see what he knows about conversations or potential dinners that Joe attended. Was Joe on the speakerphone for his phone calls, too? What about happened at the meetings? I'd be very curious. What happened at the meetings at the White House? You went 36 times? And you're the business associate of Hunter Biden, but I guess you've never met him when he just was going to the White House and he was just going to the Naval Observatory, but never ran into the vice president and the vice president never wondered who this guy was. It's just inconceivable on so many levels as there are more and more calls for a possible impeachment inquiry against the current president of the United States. And all of this comes as everybody's still talking about President Trump. And they're trying to put a muzzle on him. As I mentioned, the protective order is a request coming from the special counsel who basically says he should not be able to talk, that there should be no ability for President Trump to talk about his cases. That is just ridiculous. He is the leading president of the United States. We just heard from Larry, who called in the last hour, who brought up some great points, uh, that this basically... If he keeps quiet, this is a guy who talks about everything. And if he keeps quiet, potential jurors could infer that he's guilty. Um, It also, he's a public figure. He also always talks about everything. So, I mean, what is he not supposed to talk about all these multiple cases against him that are very serious? There's more than 70 charges against him right now that total more than 600 years behind bars. And he's not supposed to comment on it whatsoever. And it's in the middle of a campaign. 
That is ridiculous. To me, this just shows how desperate the Democrats are that they keep throwing more and more and more cases at them and trying to hamstring them any which way but loose, thinking, gosh, maybe if he will shut up, uh, maybe that'll hurt the case because he keeps going up in the polls. What else can we do? It just looks desperate and it looks un-American. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony uh, in Florida. Line three. Tony, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead, Tony. Hi, Rita. For heaven's sake, try to stand up with him. Hey, Tony you're, Tony, you're coming in and out. Try to get closer to the speaker. Okay. Tony, call back. It's breaking up. Call back so we can get a better connection. Let's go to Elena in the meantime, line six. Elena, your thoughts. Hello, Rita. Thank you for taking my call tonight. My pleasure, my friend. By the way, what what do you think of the fact that they are trying to silence Trump? I mean, it 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 to me is so unseemly. Like he's not supposed to defend himself when so much of his cases they're trying to squelch him. I mean, that's that so much of the American public sees it. it he's not supposed to he takes all this incoming and what he's supposed to just shut up that that is so unethical for them to be asking that Rita the leftists are squelching and gag ordering Trump just the way they did years ago in the Soviet Union you were not supposed to say anything if you were a candidate and you didn't match somebody's whims you were eliminated And that's exactly what they're trying to do to Trump. They're eliminating him. We are now seeing a perfect picture of what it was like in the Soviet Union. And this is not this is America. We have a constitution. We can't do this. The oligarchs can't do this to us. And neither can our American leftists. I agree. It's not fair. I agree, Elena, 1000 percent. You said it very eloquently. Let's go to Tim. Line eight. Tim, your thoughts. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, Rita, I love your show. It's great because you let people on with opposing viewpoints. And I feel like not enough people do that. Um, Thank so you. Thank you. And I, by the way, Tim, I love hearing from everybody. I think it's important to hear everybody's perspective. It's America. Great. Awesome. So now that I kind of said that, I have sort of a little bone to pick with you. I feel that, first of all, there are a lot of amazing candidates out there like Tim Scott and Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie. I feel that from listening to you every night that you, I feel like you are in the tank for Trump. It sounds like you're his defense attorney every night. And I don't, I don't really hear you um, doing anything to prop up any of the other candidates in the way you're, it basically sounds like you're his defense attorney every night. And like, well, and Tim, Tim, let me explain why, because guess what? Uh, I haven't seen them indicted on seven, 70 counts. Plus, I think it's 78 right now, uh, felony, felony counts, uh, four cases and another one coming. I mean, it's just there's something so absurd about this moment, Tim. And he's the leading candidate. By the way, I've interviewed Tim Scott. Uh, you know, I, I've met Ron DeSantis. I talk about all of them. But I also talk about the fact I, that he is so high in the polls right now. You can't deny that right now it is a Trump. And Biden race on the other side. I always talk about everybody. By the way, earlier today, we interviewed Doug Burgum, who's uh, who's on the border there. He's a North Dakota governor. He's in the race. So that's absolutely not true. The reason I talk about Trump is it's it's insane. 
Uh, if it was another candidate that was getting hammered like this, I'd say the same thing. Well, can I can I give you one more example? Sure. Go ahead. Since you like examples, um, go ahead. One more example. OK, Hunter Biden. Um, every night you talk about Hunter Biden, which is fine. I, I think where there's smoke, there's fire. Clearly, I feel like there's something something fishy with him. And I'd like. Oh, it there's to something more than fishy with him. There's something unseemly but, 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 about him. But when it comes to Jared Kushner getting two billion dollars from Saudi Arabia, I hear crickets from you. You know, the difference so, is, Tim, I'll, I'll tell you the, the difference. difference. The difference is Jared Kushner was a successful businessman who did a whole bunch of major deals well before he even got to the White House. Oh, come on. Uh, that's, that's, really? You Tim, think he would have gotten Tim? $2 billion, billion with yeah. a B from the Saudis if Potentially. he wasn't uh, Trump's son-in-law in the White House? Tim, there's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of difference. Hang on, hang on. Two things. First off, I think if there's ever any sort of payoff or quid pro quo, especially when someone is the sitting president of the United States, um, I think it needs to be looked into. I will say there's a little bit difference. And again, I go back to Jared Kushner versus Hunter Biden. Um, if you want me to put him back up on a, 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 a an image, Hunter Biden is sitting back with Russian prostitutes and high as a kite by his own admission. And Jared Kushner is doing business deals that he's done major deals well before this. And so not a two billion dollar. He's deal done. With the I mean, nothing like that. He probably hasn't done a two billion dollar deal, but he's done some huge, enormous deals. I mean, I, have, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I haven't seen uh, you know Jared Kushner cracked out and sleeping with Russian hookers. Should Jared be investigated? Should he be fully investigated? And and how he got that two billion dollars? Why if, not look into if that there's, just as hard as, as Hunter? Tim, by the way, if there is a quid pro quo and if there's questions that the sitting president and that there were favors or changes of policy done, uh, I think there are some questions if it's that. I'm not saying there is there yet. And even, by the way, Tim, the one thing that's interesting about your comment, you will, I hope if you go back, if you want to go back and play things over, with Hunter Biden, I wasn't one of the first ones. I've I've always found his behavior unseemly, and I'm talking about him being, you know, cracked out and coked out and all those things by his own admission. The videos, what we saw on the laptop was completely unseemly. You know, there's no question about it. Um, but where it gets into the issue of President Joe Biden, I wasn't one of the first ones, you know, saying, hey, this guy should be impeached. I'm still saying it needs to be seriously investigated. But there's seriously some problems when you have the sitting president of the United States, Tim. Right now, the sitting president of the United States says he's never met the business partners. You can't tell me uh, with a straight face that you believe that. Do you believe that? I mean, why is he not telling the American public there's something there that seriously needs to be investigated? And if there's a change of policy for other reasons, uh, whether whoever it is, if somebody's the sitting president of the United States, and their family may have influenced a policy, and especially if the uh, the son or daughter or somebody is somebody who wasn't qualified by their own admission, which basically Hunter Biden has basically said, uh, you know, he said, yeah, my name, if my name wasn't Hunter, I wouldn't have gotten, you know, Hunter Biden, I wouldn't have gotten this deal. I, it just begs a lot of questions. So they're, they're very different characters. I haven't seen a uh, Jared Kushner laptop floating around with Russian hookers. You know, so I mean, I think I think they're very different. I do think the issue of ethics, whoever it is, needs to be investigated if there's something there. But there's clearly 
Uh, and I'll give you one second, really quick, yes or no. Do you believe Joe Biden is telling the truth when he said he's never talked to his son about business? Yes or no? No. Okay. Tim, you arrest cases. my, you, you seem to think they're the same. And I think they're different with their qualifications. And it's a different moment. His president, his father is now the sitting president. And a lot of his policies are bonkers. 1-800-848-9222. But Tim, call anytime. I'd love to hear from you. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is The Rita Cosby Show. And by the way, there's word that Texas is sending more buses full of migrants en route to New York. Apparently more are arriving tonight and tomorrow in New York City is saying no more room at the end. Imagine what they're dealing with in Texas. I mean, this is just nuts. And the budget for migrants is $8 million a day is what they are spending in New York City. Uh, more than the Fire Department of New York and the Sanitation Department of New York combined. That's how much it is costing New York City taxpayers. Uh, no wonder uh, things are busting at the seams and it's happening in so many cities across this country. And we are also talking, of course, about everything attached to President Trump. All these cases. Uh, Tim seems to think Jared Kushner and Hunter Biden uh, are twins. Uh, let's see what you think. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm. Line four. Norm, your thoughts. Uh, my thoughts are Tim's an idiot. That's my thoughts. Anyway, um, how did you look, like my uh, analogy? Like all I could think about was tr- was Hunter trying to decide if it's cracker or cheese. Remember, you couldn't figure out if it was cocaine or cheese, Parmesan cheese. And then you got, uh, you know, Kushner, who did many deals. He did many huge major deals before this. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. very uh, a big contrast. But, you know, I-, I tried to humor Tim. But go ahead, Norm. Oh, look, it, it upsets me when I hear, you know, the 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 attempt to silence President Trump. Um, I, I OK, uh, Tim's a moron. But when I hear people like Stan, who I actually think is quite intelligent and since he's an older fellow, um, he's lived his life. I, I find it very, very strange that a, a guy like him would be absolutely comfortable with the idea of a former president being in prison. Um, I, I can't believe that uh, a guy who's lived through the Carter days and Nixon days and all that, I, I can't believe a guy like him would be absolutely comfortable with a president. Yeah. What is going to happen in this country if President Trump goes to jail? Okay, Norm, uh, do, do Norm, you, we you, got, Norm, we got a heartbreak. We'll take you right after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great military and their families. A really beautiful story coming from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where honored for their combined decades-long service to our country, a group of Grand Strand women were wrapped in quilts of valor a few days ago. The Quilts of Valor Foundation Myrtle Beach Chapter held a special ceremony at the Veterans Cafe to present 10 veterans with handmade quilts to honor them for their service. The foundation says the quilts are to cover those service members touched by war and provide them support. While the foundation hosts events like these, this ceremony was really special because it honored an all-women group of esteemed veterans. By the way, the Myrtle Beach Shorebirds Quilts of Valor branch has already awarded more than 6,700 quilts to veterans in the Myrtle Beach area. What a beautiful thing that they do. And I've seen the Quilts of Valor. They are terrific. They try to also personalize each of the quilts and how beautiful to honor female veterans with this latest initiative. Bravo to them. Uh, And of course, all of our great veterans, men and women who have served our nation with such uh, just commitment to freedom. And we're always so grateful for their service. Well, we're talking about President Trump and also freedom of speech. Uh, Tim, who called in and Stan, who called in, uh, say, oh, wait, 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 you know, let's go after Trump or let's go after Jared Kushner. And by the way, I love hearing from everybody here on the show. I appreciate everybody's calls, Tim's calls, Stan's calls, everybody, because it's important to hear from everybody. Uh, But You know, it's like, well, 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 let's not really talk about, you know, Joe Biden. Let's focus more on Trump, Trump, Trump. And here is Democrat Jake Oshengloss, uh, Oshengloss, I should say, a Democrat. This is an interesting comment he made um, because he basically conceded he was on Fox News Sunday. And I wanted to play this for you uh, because he's a Democrat. And he basically said, well, yeah, Hunter did make some mistakes, uh, but let's not worry about it because what Trump did was much worse. Take a listen to what he had to say. Listen to this analogy. If Hunter Biden committed crimes, Hunter Biden should face justice uh, and accountability for those crimes, which, by the way, is a sentence that I have heard very few Republicans say about Donald Trump for much more massive crimes. This focus, this obsession, I would say, on Hunter Biden is really just a whopper of whataboutism because the Republicans are trying to deflect, to diminish, to defend uh, Donald Trump from the grave crime of conspiracy against the Constitution of the United States. They want the American public to focus on anything other than the man who swore to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution, the Constitution that I upheld as a Marine officer and a member of Congress that he instead tried to overturn uh, our very democracy. And we don't have to accept that premise. The American public deserves uh, justice for Donald Mm -hmm. Trump. And they also uh, should expect that Hunter Biden face justice as well for the mistakes that he made. Now, I'm happy to hear him say that Hunter Biden should face justice. Do you think the plea deal so far that was about to take place was justice? Uh, but I'm happy at least he acknowledged that, which is interesting for a Democrat. But he's like, oh, but Trump much, 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 much worse. Trump bad, Hunter so-so. 
basically is the analogy of that soundbite. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go back to Norm. Norm, sorry I had to cut you off before. Go ahead. No worries. And as an Auschenschloss or whatever his name is, he should be yeah, supporting his family. I call him Jake Applesauce. <laughs> yeah, well, as that is, he's related to uh, RFK Jr., isn't he? Oh, he might be. There's You're right. A, I think he is. You're right. I think he is. Of course he is. Yes. Yeah, he's an Auschenschloss. A, yes. He's related. To, uh, so, why, so why the hell isn't he supporting his family member, RFK Jr., right, who's, uh, you know, a, a somewhat... Uh, a uh, good Democrat, in my opinion. But anyway, um, look, uh, I, I have a major problem with this uh, persecution of President Trump, uh, the silencing of President Trump. And I have a major problem with uh, intelligent people like Stan, who I think is educated. He's an older person. He's lived his life through various administrations. And now he's totally cool with putting a president in prison like he thinks he thinks, oh, we put President Trump in prison and, oh, we'll just go on and everything will be just normal and great and wonderful. Guess what? Guess what, Stan? Your country is not what it was 40 years ago. OK. And unfortunately, a lot of these Democrats and 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 some Republicans, actually, they don't recognize that this that the Democratic Party is not what it was under Jimmy Carter and JFK and all those years. Okay, Um, you know, and and that and that is that upsets me greatly. And uh, a person like Stan, who is an older person, should recognize that. Well, and and Norm, to to your point, it is a different uh, different time. Um, And and the politicization, I never remember to this degree, like the politicization of the Department of Justice going after a candidate, you know, and, uh, you know, Tim, who had called earlier, said, hey, you know, how come you're not talking about, you know, some of these other candidates? Well, I do talk about them, but I don't see these other candidates getting persecuted like Trump is with, you know, attack after attack after attack. And they're going after him because clearly he's the front runner and they see him as a threat. Um, and if it was somebody else who was the front runner, they would try to find reasons to go after them. Um, but to me, I've, I don't remember it ever being this vicious and this going after every little thing and trying to find something and then trying to shut them up with a protective order. It's like any way that they can try to keep him quiet so he doesn't get out on the campaign trail. Because guess what? They have a candidate right now, at least on the Biden side, uh, who's still doing basically basement campaigning. He's not even doing any campaigning, not even in the basement. I mean, he's barely out there. He can barely read a teleprompter. And so they, the last thing they want is a, a very uh, boisterous Trump out there filling the stadiums and speaking out against the injustices that I think a lot of us see against him. So, you know, I, I, I've never remembered it to this nasty. And you're right, it is a different time. And that's what bothers me when I use the phrase Un-American. It really does seem un-American, no matter what party you're on, to see a political opponent of the president just being attacked over and over and over again. Anything to try to silence him. And that's why I'm not surprised about this protective order whatsoever. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony real quick on line eight. Tony, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. So I have two comments. Number one, you know, if anyone takes the time to listen to Joe Ziegler, the whistleblower's testimony, who was an international tax and financial crime investigator, 
well-respected in there for many years. One of the things he said that really struck me, if you recall, is that he wasn't per se investigating Hunter Biden. That Hunter Biden's name came up in association with some kind of sex ring internationally. And that's how his name came up. And I'll never forget he said that. It wasn't that they were going after him even to start with. That's right. So you that's- know, Tony, you bring up a superb point. That's right. His name came up when they were looking into this sex ring and then they realized that he expensed it remember like that it was a business expense and they're like whoa um and it, it opened the door and that's what and then also the suspicious activities reports they end up i think it's oh, well over a hundred of these suspicious activity reports so it opened the door in that regard too but they great points great points tony as always you're right it's like i mean he brought it upon himself he's the one who left the laptop guys it's not like, I mean, he left the laptop at the guy's place because he was so high as a kite. He can't probably remember where he left it, you know? And and then apparently he lost another one he claimed in some video, remember? Uh, there's reports that he lost it like in uh, Las Vegas. There's another one roaming around there. I mean, this is not someone setting him up. He did it. He's the one who dropped it off and he forgot that he picked it up. And then he's mad that the guy released it when he opened it up and saw this lascivious behavior that's uh, quite lascivious. Uh, let's go real quick to Jerry. Jerry, line five, your thoughts, Jerry. Yeah, hi, Rita. Um, you know, I had a lot of things I wanted to say, but when I really look at this whole picture here, we're really living in a situation where we're in the middle of a Soviet-style trial. It's just a show trial. All these trials predominantly are, except a little bit the one in Florida has a little honesty from the judge. But other than that, we're in a Soviet uh, show trial. So we've seen how corrupt the FBI is, the DOJ is, um, impeachments, and now all these crimes that no one's ever been charged with this many crimes in this many jurisdictions at one time, let alone a president. Yeah, that that is for sure, Jerry. You're right, 1,000%. Um, I want to switch gears to also you guys and talk about what I thought was just unbelievably heart wrenching uh, testimony today, comments today. It was during a forum that Daryl Issa, to his credit, put on uh, with all these gold star families as we talk about the Biden administration and certain policies. Uh, there is no doubt to me that the pullout of Afghanistan was probably one of the lowest points in American military history. It was shameful the way we pulled out, the way we left thousands of allies behind. And today, for the first time, a whole bunch of Gold Star families, these are the parents of those men and women, servicemen and women who lost their lives, 13 of them, when on Abbey Gate, there outside the Kabul airport in Afghanistan, uh, when an ISIS-K exploded with a suicide bombing, uh, and caused the death of 13 U.S. soldiers, many of them also others injured. Uh, more than 100 Afghans were killed. Hundreds were injured, too, as well. And it exemplified, I thought, just the very dismal, poor planning that this administration had haphazardly to just hurry up and get out of Afghanistan. And today we heard from family members um, who said they were so let down by this administration Take a listen. Here is Steve Nikoi, and he got very emotional when he talked about his son. There was something I'd like to do with Kareem. Um, when he would leave to go... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. 
when he would leave to go back to Camp Pendleton, he would tell me goodbye, I love you. I would be on the other end of the house, far away, and I would wait to hear the, uh, the door creak because of the hinge, the front door. And as soon as I heard that, I would yell as loud as I could his name, Kareem. And this was to pay homage to every father-son movie ever made. You know, I would yell and in uh, his little voice, yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, avenge me. <laughs> you know, and, and I would come and look at him and he'd have the biggest smile. And now all I hear is him and it's soft. Avenge me. Thank you. Wow. Here is um, Coral Brasino. She's the mother of Humberto Sanchez, who was killed defending Abbey Gate for America and freedom. My son loved this country as much as he loved his family. I expected the government to love my son as much as I do, to protect him, just like I protect him for the first 17 years of his life. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. They failed to protect not just my son, but 12 of his brothers and sister that day. They failed to protect countless Afghans who died that day too. The commander-in-chief failed on the oath he took when he entered this country's executive system to protect our country from foreign and domestic enemies. He failed everybody. And they say they have not gotten a clear answer and they have seen zero accountability. Zero. No one's been demoted. No one's been admonished. There have been no repercussions since the dismal withdrawal that took the lives of 13 U.S. service members. We'll take your calls when we come back. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show on 77 WABC. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And welcome back to the Rita Cosby Show. Here is Cheryl Rex. She is the mother of Marine Lance Corporal Dylan Marola. He died on August 26, 2021, uh, uh, during that suicide bombing at the Hamid Karzai International Airport at the Abbey Gate in Kabul. She was one of the folks who talked today about being so angry at the way the Biden administration has handled the withdrawal and handled the families. Take a listen to this. When Joe Biden, our elected president, entered the room, when he approached me, his words to me were, my my wife Jill and I know how you feel. We lost our son as well and brought him home in a fog-draped coffin. 
My heart started beating faster, and I started shaking, knowing that their son died from cancer and they were able to be by his side. Also wondering how someone could honestly... Sorry. Be so heartless to say he knew how I felt a little over 24 hours and learning of my son's death. After this encounter, I have never had any personal correspondence, nor has my son been honored or his name spoken by this commander-in-chief or his administration. That is outrageous. And Biden keeps tapping into his son's loss so he can, I think, so he can feel emotional to them. That's why I think he does it. But it's not even comparable. How can you say this to someone who just lost their son or daughter? There were 13 of them. And that's what he says, talks about himself. He should be talking about them. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Morty. Morty, line one. Uh, I get so sickened when I hear this and my heart breaks for these families, Morty. Rita, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and, you know, I, I, I mention this all the time. You know, my dad's a special forces veteran. He served in the Army for a combined total of 40 years. He retired in 2007. Um, so I've grown up with, with that respect for the military. And, and you know what? It sickens me to hear that woman's voice and her story. Like, the, the most important job in the world, in the country, in the world, perhaps, comes up to you and lies straight to your face with, you know, polished veneers. And, and you, you know, what, what would you say? What can you say? You're not you, like, you know what I mean? And my main point is, is just it disgusts me because, you know, at the end of the day, President Biden might have said that to her, um, you know, lying through his teeth or whatever. But you know what? Um, to squash this and, to, and, you know, really to quell this, either they're going to the media is going to bury it directed from the Bidens or from Corrine Jean-Pierre. Or, at the worst-case scenario, Merrick Garland might come out and say, you know what, these Gold Star families preaching against us, uh, I'm not going to say he's going to call them domestic terrorists like the, fa- like the parent of the PTA meetings, but something similar to that. Yeah, you, you know, know what, you know what, what Morty? You, you hit a, a great point. I wouldn't put anything past them. You're right, when parents spoke out uh, or tried to do something to undermine them, I mean, the fact that they haven't even done the decency to really sit down and talk with them. There were a couple family members today who said that they got so many different stories and different versions of what happened, uh, that the servicemen who were there were telling them a very different version of what happened than what even the Biden administration was telling them, um, and that they're angry that no one's been held accountable. There hasn't even been a single scolding for all the huge errors that were made by this president and by others, but especially the president, because he even went against the advice of his military. Remember, his military said, uh, you know, keep some forces there, keep Bagram, and he didn't do it. Uh, let's go to David real quick. Line seven. David, your thoughts. Yeah, Reed, I think thanks for taking my call. I think the Biden administration, this is consistent with their respect for our rights. Uh, I think they're, how they respect our First Amendment right with what's going on with President Trump. I mean, what do, what do their servicemen do? They pay the ultimate price to preserve our First Amendment rights and our other uh, God-given inalienable rights. And they're making, a, and this administration makes a complete mockery of those rights when they dis- they dishonor that sacrifice when they dishonor our First Amendment right. One thousand percent. And by the way, the president, his first role is commander and chief. 
and that is such an important responsibility. And these families deserve everything we can give them, especially respect. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.